From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. I'm Adam Mertz, Associate Manager for CUNA News and Credit Union Magazine. Today's guest is Jim Morrell, President and CEO of Peninsula Community Federal Credit Union in Shelton, Washington. Three years ago, Morrell began a dramatic transformation at his credit union, which obtained certification as a community development financial institution and has since received $2 million in grants. Morell attributes his motivation to adopt a strategy of serving low- and moderate-income consumers to his participation in the National Credit Union Foundation's Development Educator Program. The move has been an overwhelming success. Using grant money, Peninsula Community has broadened its impact through programs such as Financial Educator with a Backpack, which takes money management lessons to members where they live and work, and incentive-based auto loans for members with poor credit histories. I recently spoke by phone with Morell about his holistic approach to community development and how advocacy with local, state, and national lawmakers powers Peninsula Community's goals. Speaking to your broader goal of what you're trying to do at Peninsula Credit Union, I know that you came on board about five years ago, and then just uh, three years ago, you made a decision to commit the credit union to a, a path of community development. Can you walk me through what led you up to that decision? Absolutely. Yeah. So we are um, really focused on on what Peninsula's mission statement is, and and we haven't faltered from that. It stayed the same before and after uh, that uh, renewed focus in community development. That mission is to listen, serve, educate, and care for our members always, all the time. With that in mind, and with assessing what our communities are like, uh, particularly communities with 35 to 40 percent of the population on average that struggles to meet a household budget, we looked at how can Peninsula help support the need to build the financial capacity of those households in, in our communities. And it is really coincides or dovetails really, really well with cooperative operating principles. And so those those operating principles, particularly around financial inclusion and financial stability, uh, the operating principles around social responsibility and financial literacy, uh, and the community responsibility we have as a financial cooperative, that was sort of like an aha moment that said, we need to focus on community development. Because if we can improve the financial capacity of our members, then they can retain jobs. And with that additional income, that feeds back into the economy locally which is a second bottom line benefit, the first being the members. And if the member is doing better financially and our community is doing better financially, then the third bottom line benefit is the financial bottom line of, of Peninsula Credit Union as a financial cooperative will also will also be benefited. So keeping in mind that um, our, our mission statement, those things, our mission statement, as well as our our um, adherence to, to our cooperative operating principles that, that guide not only Peninsula credit unions, but credit unions across the United States and, and around the world um, has really become incredibly energizing uh, for what we're doing and for all of the hard work that our team uh, and, and people across our organization are putting into this effort. Was that uh, something that you came in, as soon as you came in, that you had your mind set on, or is that uh, a goal that 
came to you after seeing the situation that you were, uh, that the hand that you were dealt at Peninsula? It was after about a year that I was here, Adam, uh, and and the catalyst for bringing it all together, quite honestly, was a, a year after I was here at Peninsula, I became certified as a credit union development educator through the National Credit Union Foundation CUDE program, and it brought together what I was experiencing and learning about the communities that we serve, uh, as well as what credit unions do and, and our values uh, that we adhere to. So, you know, as a CEO, I was thinking about really three things. What is, what is our long-term st- sustainability as Peninsula Credit Union? What are we doing to communicate our direction and purpose? And how are we impacting the lives of the people we serve? Those three things became sort of the driving force for me saying, how do we become one of these community development financial institutions that I've heard people talk about? And did some research, found out, ultimately we received that certification from the U.S. Treasury. And not too long after, then we also received a $2 million CDFI grant, which enabled us to be able to leverage those funds to begin making what others would consider highly risky loans, but but non-prime auto loans, loans that would put wheels under people in order to get them to and from job interviews and to and from work and help maintain jobs. We have a really good public transportation system here in Mason County, but if somebody in one part of the county with a couple of young kids needs to come down to do business at the county government seat, uh, that round trip for them could be six or seven hours. And with two little ones and a rainy day as often as it is here in the Northwest, that can be a really long, tiring day that doesn't allow them to to think about what else they need to be sustainable. So those things started to come together. And we said, in order to prove our commitment, uh, you know, we asked our board, what is it that you see as our, our mission? And we, we expanded that mission statement I shared earlier about listening, serving, educating, and caring for our members always to include people who are unbanked and underbanked, people of um, modest means um, to wealthy individuals. We are, in some senses, a salad bar for financial services. And every credit union, every community bank has its own salad bar. And some of the salad bars have wilted lettuce or spinach and others are fresh. And we have focused on those components that help us fulfill our mission and our uh, commitment to community development. And um, what I mean by that in practicality is we we began developing products where we were providing incentives to change people's financial behaviors. So as an example, we have um, a lift loan, lower interest for timely payments. So if, if somebody that starts out with maybe C or D credit comes to us, we approve their loan, and they make those loan payments on time for a year, we automatically decrease their interest rate, which is a great savings for either contributing to paying for utilities for the household or car insurance or food, um, as well as internally, uh, we will this year in 2018 have 100% of our staff, every single employee certified as a community development certified financial counselor uh, with a toolkit to be able to assist either themselves, friends or family, or be aware of what our frontline branch staff are doing to serve members with budgeting needs, improving credit scores, um, tips on how to avoid predatory lending, and, and other things that happen in the financial marketplace that we 
we try and steer people or educate people to steer away from. So it's a whole embrace uh, of the entire organization, uh, not just Jim sitting in the CEO's seat. It's incredible to watch, uh, and I'm so appreciative of the effort that all of our folks, all of our team members here at Peninsula um, put into helping individual families understanding their needs, understanding where they're coming from and where their background is first, and then putting that into action and watching the wow stories happen uh, in people's lives as they transform themselves. It's, it's really pretty exciting and very cool uh, thing to, to be a part of. Do you feel like you were kind of doing a lot of these, uh, you had these principles that you were relying on, but it just wasn't uh, kind of an integrated plan and that you really needed that to bring that focus and obviously kind of the, the blessing of the certification, the funding as well. But uh, was this more of a, a just bringing the focus on that mission or was this a transformation from what you had done previously? This was clearly a transformation, in my opinion, from my perspective uh, in what we were doing previously. Before, and as I see in, in other cases, sometimes uh, credit unions are we're trying to make ourselves look really good, but at the end of the day, waiting for somebody to walk through that door and provide them a, a savings account or a checking account. Sometimes uh, one of the things that I've, I've conjured up, I guess, if, if you will, or thought about a lot is that competition can often draw you away from your purpose. And it's always important to be, for us to benchmark ourselves against others. But if we're always looking at competitors and what they're doing, we may not be staying true to our own purpose and lose what makes us unique. I have opportunities to interact with individuals, um, particularly in the payment space, from the largest financial institutions in the country. And occasionally I'll be having a conversation with friends of mine or colleagues at larger credit unions or even smaller credit unions who are trying to figure out how to make their products or services compare or be better than some of the top five institutions in the country. And the first thing I usually say is stop. Just don't do that. Don't try. Um, figure out what it is that you're about and who it is that you're serving. Be bold about that. And and then make a difference through those products and services because you'll have services that those individuals that you're wanting to serve, uh, their, their needs fulfilled in the most meaningful way. Um, but if we try and look out the window and find which of our competitors, whether they're other credit unions or community banks or large financial institutions, and try and make ourselves like them, then oftentimes we forget who we are. Uh, what, what was it like bringing this message to your staff and explaining to them the course that you wanted to take? It sounds like something that they've embraced completely. We've done a lot of work together, and a lot of that work is being clear and uh, repetitive and redundant about what our mission is, to listen and to serve and to care about people always while we're educating them about their financial lives and, and what we know and can contribute to that. In order to do that effectively well, we cannot treat every single person that we interact with the same way. Everybody has their own, their own story. And so we've done a lot of work uh, together as a team around empathy and doing empathy mapping, uh, another tool that I believe that Filene has, the Filene Research Institute has has utilized, as well as um, we utilize it through the, the Credit Union Development Education Program in understanding what is that story and, and what are people thinking about and seeing and doing and hearing 
in their own lives, what pain exists and what opportunities or, or gain do they see. And once we empathize with that individual that we're working with, then we find a, a wealth of opportunities to be able to increase their financial well-being for them to help themselves increase that financial well-being. So as a tangible example of that, um, we we have put into place a community financial educator position who the majority of his time is spent in community partners uh, in different parts of one of our counties, meeting with individuals in that environment rather than inside the hallowed halls of a financial institution where their experience or their perception is, is that they're going to be told that they're not worthy, they don't have check system history, their credit score is too low, they're not going to be able to open an, up an account or obtain a loan. That's been their their world, that's been their experience, or at least that's their perception. So we've put uh, our community financial educator out into the community to receive referrals from veterans administration counselors that exist and other social program, social service programs in the community refer people to him and he meets with them and, and they develop a unique personalized plan. And we've had stories where people have gone from transitional housing to permanent housing and now own a home. So it's it's all of our staff coming together and, and it's a concerted effort to keep on coming back and reiterate that ep- empathy training and the tools that we have uh, through all of us being certified as financial counselors um, over and over again. You know, you make a great point about the importance of financial education, and that's a huge commitment to have everyone on staff become a financial counselor. It seems like when people are looking ahead to the future and sustainability of their institution and and the credit union movement in general, that financial education is a linchpin uh, or should be a linchpin of anyone's strategy. It is. A lot of a lot of our staff, a lot of us, <laughs> need, need education. There's so many changes. You know, it, this year we're we're all trying to get our our hands around new tax changes that have, have taken place, and what does that mean? Um, or any number of different pieces of uh, sources of confusion in the financial marketplace that sound perhaps too good to be true. Unfortunately, sometimes. The, the regulations that we, we have require us to provide a consumer a, a tremendous amount of disclosures and information. We, we've actually created a very nice, pretty, um, I call them peachy type folders, but it's with our logo and such for all of the paperwork we have to give you when you open an, up an account. Mm. If you go into your local um, larger grocery store and look at the service desk, Many times you'll see very clear signs above that service desk that says something like two dollars for a for a cashier's check under two thousand dollars, three dollars if it's above that, three dollars for a bill payment, uh, Western Union money order, and the price in big bold letters. Very simple, very easy to understand. And sometimes we miss that, I think, because we're always trying to find ourselves through the jungle of regulations and making sure we adhere, which we need to do, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, BSA and OFAC and truth and savings disclosures and knowing our customer or member. Um, and we forget about the fact that to the average consumer, that that is just a lot of six-point font. And if you have pages and pages of that, 
am I going to be able to trust who I'm doing business with? I'd much rather go into a check cashing facility where the terms are very clear. Now, there's other ramifications of that, which may not be fully explained um, and do tremendous harm to those individuals, but what they know and what they can relate with, big, bold font. And uh, sometimes that big, bold font is, I think, what we need in order to help uh, support the financial education efforts. And we've talked a lot about how you serve your membership. I'm wondering, who is your membership? Uh, every every credit union has a different approach. What kind of people are, are you serving? What, what's, your, what's your base? Sure. So, Big picture, Peninsula Community Federal Credit Union has a five-county community field of membership on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State, which is the area west of Seattle. And we're open to anybody that lives in those five counties, works, worships, or works here. In a much more refined way, over the last year and a half, we began utilizing a framework that that I found with the from the United Way which is called ALICE. It's an acronym for that stands for Asset Limited, Income Constrained, and Employed. So our focus are those ALICEs, um, those people who are at or below a household survival budget. Um, as I mentioned before, in the Mason County area, Shelton, Mason County, which is where our headquarters are, the percent of the population that falls into that category is about 42%, roughly two out of every five individuals. Uh, who are just struggling for their household to get by financially. And and it, it ranges here and there, but not very much. We do have some areas, uh, some of the Native American communities, where that number is one out of every two. So it trickles down then to health care costs and a bunch of other expenses. But that ALICE profile is what we're utilizing in order to focus our efforts and develop personas around that. In fact, we've refined ALICE a little bit further this past year to be Alice Pearl. Pearl comes from the name of an individual that we worked with who was in transitional housing here in Shelton uh, with a couple of children. She came, began working with our community financial educator and was one of our success stories uh, that we were able to be part of uh, where she was able to obtain both stable housing as well as stable employment. Um, after she had put together her budget and worked with us and built rebuilding her credit score and getting her financial footing solid again. So um, Alice Pearls, who we've referred to uh, as a mid to late 30-year-old single individual, it could be Alice, or I think our staff refers to males sometimes as Alec, um, but that individual with a couple, three kids that wants everything for her children. She wants them to be fed. She wants them to be have have clothes. She wants to continue her education, whether it's a community college or finish her high school diploma, GED, so that she can obtain a job and provide for her family. That That is the persona and the lens with which we're now looking at everything we do. Um, and we're using that to identify how we can build trust with Alice Pearl, how we can uh, make things simpler for her because with two or three kids in tow at any given time and very limited time to come in and see us during the day, how can we make that experience easy for her? If we make it easy, the process itself, and easy to understand, we believe that will build trust. So we have that filter that we're running all of our decision-making through now, and we hope that that creates a plus one difference 
just a little bit something unique uh, that Alice Pearl is experiencing and will tell other people about and bring other people uh, to Peninsula Credit Union as, as new members. And it's working. Well, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that on both the uh, financial end too, because, you know, as people point out a lot of the times, uh, you are helpful and you provide for people and you want to be inclusive. At the end of the day, if you're not an institution that's sustainable, you're not able to help those people. This is a model that works, that you've seen work financially. I've seen work here in the United States. I've seen it work uh, in a couple of visits that I've made and work that I've done with credit unions in Africa. Uh, where if you align the passion that we have individually as well, uh, with the mission of, of the financial cooperative or the organization you're working with, uh, you create wow stories and improve uh, the financial lives of individuals, uh, thereby creating economic development and improving, thirdly, the bottom line of the, the financial cooperative. You have, obviously, a very good and broad understanding of what went into this and all the programming that you've developed in the last couple of years. I, I imagine on the flip side, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I like the principle of this, but it sounds intimidating. It sounds like there's a lot that goes into it. What do you recommend in terms of maybe a first step and gaining a better understanding and going into this you know, eyes wide open with a, with a really good plan rather than just kind of uh, wading in blindly? I wouldn't be somebody that was truly from the Northwest in Seattle if I didn't say that the first step was getting a good cup of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> um, but so that whatever your whatever your caffeine mojo is or equivalent, uh, I begin there. Um, for for myself, the catalyst uh, for being able to work with my team and our communities to bring together the vision that we've been talking about around community development was the Credit Union Development Education Program. Uh, first and foremost. Uh, the other aspect, uh, the, the other program that I've been a part of uh, in the past, the other two are the Filene's uh, Innovation Program, Filene I3 Program, which, if nothing else, and it, it, it educated me on a lot more than this, but sometimes you have to be willing to take risks. And, and sometimes not all of those risks are going to succeed. Uh, you have to be ready for, for some failures. Learn from that, hopefully nimbly and quickly, uh, reorient yourself and either try again or go in a different direction. And thirdly, um, the Kenya Technology Council, back when I was uh, actively part of that, that organization and, and fortunate to be part of the leadership, we were trying to identify not the technologies that were, were up and coming and, and emerging, but what were the consumer trends and members' needs and how could the technology that existed and that was being developed apply to those consumer needs? What we're doing today in community development wouldn't work if there wasn't a need for it, just like fintech won't work if there's not a need for what's being developed in that space. So starting with what the consumer's needs are, uh, is is also first and foremost. Um, so those those three programs are, are what I would highly recommend for people um, through the CUDE program and Filene's I three and uh, the one of the technology councils where you're networking, borrowing and stealing from other colleagues <laughs> uh, in the credit union space the best ideas you possibly can get and making them better uh, and sharing that better back with uh, the rest of the the council and, and the networked group. 
you touched earlier on technology and the need for that to be tied to consumer need. Um, and with your background in technology and also your affiliation with you know, with Nacha in terms of payments, I'm wondering what you see there in terms of trends moving forward. What do you watch in the payment space that you try to figure out how can I use this information to serve my members better and provide them options that are going to come into play for them? So there is, that is a huge uh, question, which even though I, I spend a lot of time uh, with uh, WestPay, which is a regional payments association, as well as uh, my time on the NACHA board, um, everybody's probably heard the analogy of trying to skate where the puck is going to be. And with payments, that puck is increasing in speed every day with how money is moved around. Because at the end of the day, that's really that's really what all we do. What we we facilitate people's movement of money, and if we're not party to that, then somebody else is going to be, and we need to figure out how we continue to be relevant uh, as payments become faster. Uh, same day payments are occurring. Real time payments are now now taking place, and how do we continue to be relevant in that payment space so we don't see those core relationships, that DDA, um, that primary relationship, checking account relationship that we've uh, revered for so long deteriorate to where it only becomes our uh, member share balance. Uh, that's all that exists and everything else is just a pass-through and there's no real true trusted relationship that our members have with us as an institution it's part of the financial education piece, uh, but it's also part of um, our own self-interest in order to make sure that we are well-informed and well-educated about what's happening in, in the payment space, not only here, but around the world. And the other thing that I would say that add to that as far as payments goes is is to begin to not think of payments as individual channels, but think of how money will be moved between different payment channels ubiquitously. So what I mean by that is a payment may initiate at one end through an ACH transaction, but perhaps received at another end uh, through a wire interface or vice versa. It may initiate with a debit or credit card transaction and finish as an ACH credit or debit. That is pretty new to us, and it's only there's only going to become more of it having somebody in your organization that is at least reading an article a week <laughs> um, or somehow staying in tuned, or perhaps it's through a council program, uh, pinging answers uh, off of what's happening with things like CU Ledger or real-time payments through the clearinghouse is, is really incredible. Going out, taking a read of both the first and the second parts of the Federal Reserve System's uh, Faster Payments Task Force and what that was all about and what came out of it and what the next steps are and understanding where our role is in, in that process. Um, th these are free documents. There's no, the cost to it is time in order to educate ourselves uh, in order to stay relevant. What's your advice for CEOs who want to chart a new course for their credit union? I would really encourage people to identify what their credit union's clarity around their mission statement is, what it really means, to not just provide 
lip service or not just say that we're a financial cooperative, but really look at those cooperative operating principles because I think doing those things will help separate you from the competition in your own way for those members uh, and the target audience or audiences that you serve. We can't be all things to all people. That's not going to work anymore. If I could share just with one one story, November of 2016, I was in Harare, Zimbabwe, meeting with several credit unions. They're called SACOs. They're savings and credit cooperative organizations. And and a friend of mine who I had met through the African Development Education Program, uh, Marjorie Mandu, introduced me to Mokavisi Sako, uh, which was in the middle of what I could best describe to us here as a junkyard. That's what it looked like to me. It really turned out to be 10 or 12 different cooperative businesses that were working together as a community, building, making furniture, building cabinetry, paint supplies, fencing. Each had their own uh, specialty and products that they were producing. And I was meeting with their board members in this small, dimly lit room. And, and I asked them, why is it, what personally motivates each one of you to do what you do? And they, almost to a person, said two things. One, they wanted to provide for the burial expenses when they passed away because deaths and burials, burials are honored uh, in many African cultures, and, and they wanted to provide for that. And they wanted to leave a little bit of money behind for their family to take care of their wife and their, their children. And, and the second question I asked them was, what is, what is Mukavisi Sako about? You know, and they said, to help educate the 200 or so people that are working in this community for each of these individual businesses around the savings, the importance of saving money. And I just paused and asked them to listen to what was outside. And it was children playing. It was people pounding on metal and making things and saws and and such. Those were the sounds. I said, those are the stories that you're going to enhance and create. And I would I would leave everyone with this thought. Think about what the sounds and stories are that are happening around your credit union and in your community and the lives that you're touching. And are those stories sandwiched in between your personal motivation for what you do, in my case, for serving and educating other people, and your credit union's mission, in our case, to listen, serve, educate, and care about our members always? Between your personal passion and your mission of your organization, you'll create wow stories that will benefit people for not only their lifetime, but for the generations that follow and what gets left behind. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.